0: Okay, okay, so I broke into Hawk Nest, but I swear I haven't done anything else, naughty. You know, aside from that. I don't buy it. I don't buy any of it.
1: Why do you assume everything he says is a lie?
0: Because that's the safe option.
1: What about fair play? What about justice?
0: What about me letting you press the button on the randomizer today, Tiger? Well, I'll tell you. I'm ready. Just let me at it. Ah, see that was easily resolved. Uh, Zero, is he is he feeling all right? He do look a bit pale. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Okay, Tiger. Let's see what you've got us today. Ah, okay. Well, it's not a Terrorhawks episode, space, fire, and damnation. Uh, but it is still a quality episode from a quality show with some quality explosions to match the fire in my eyes. Uh, well, maybe. Here's Joe 90. Attack of the Tiger. This is gonna be a good one. Hello everybody, welcome back to Joe ninety on the randomizer. Ah and here we are opening with a WIN agent played by Captain Oka. He's uh, keeping an eye on a seemingly uh well ordinary bit of uh jungle desertish terrain, but uh oh some rocks are sliding away. There's a sort of installation slash base slash lots of guns everywhere slash kind of thing for we are in the eastern sector and this is an eastern alliance base and there's a warhead rocket thingy being uh, raised into position i love this old uh, supercar jungle music by the way here i love the way this is uh, used i love the way this episode generally uses music from old shows
2: So
0: it is true. Yeah, there it is. Our rocket is now in vertical position. Oh, lots of cannons being uh, put into position all over the place. That's enough for Oka. He's getting out of there, but he's left his monoculars behind. Which is, uh, you know, if you're a highly trained WIN agent, the first thing you do is don't leave your stuff behind when you go near an enemy base because enemy bases have cameras. And uh, Captain Brown, yep he spotted those uh, those binoculars, we're going to close everything down for a while, lock away all those guns, close up that missile complex, because the hunt is on for Captain Oka. So we're back from the opening titles, and yeah, I know, it's not really Captain Oka, it's just the Captain Oka puppet, but uh, it is hard when you see those identifiable Scarlet puppets appear in later shows not to think, oh yeah, it's that guy. And um, I think probably the Ochre puppet was the most often reused in later shows. Certainly he would get far more prominent roles than, say, Magenta or... Um, Scarlet, blue, white, they would get occasional guest appearances. Oka seems to be consistently one of the most reused, uh, if not the most reused, puppet from the Captain Scarlet regulars. Which is nice if you're a Captain Oka fan like me. Anyway, he's now being chased into the, uh, the woods by these soldiers. Um, this is W.A.N. agent Fez. Uh, that the ochre puppet is playing here it's confusing as well because there's another very similar episode around this time that also has the ochre puppet playing a win agent voiced by the same actor gary files but i do love the way they've realized this jungle here i i love this whole feel of uh, the area around this uh eastern eastern alliance complex it's a long way from like the jungles of say supercar or even into like Stingray and Thunderbirds It just feels like there's this endless Vast, inhospitable Waste of vegetation And swamp
2: 410 Confirm complex Is complete We'll pass detailed description later Operation Tiger Commences in 10 days Map references IFS one zero four.
0: Oh, there's that IFS, International Fix System, that was uh, mentioned a lot in Anderson shows around this time in films, Thunderbird 6, most notably.
3: Did you send that report to HQ? Yes, sir. It went off this afternoon.
0: Good. And here's a couple of uh, good chaps. We know they're good chaps because they're Westerners, not like those uh, dirty Eastern people. Very naughty.
2: What do you want? Take me to the military intelligence. It's vital.
0: Yeah, these are border guards or checkpoint soldiers or something.
2: Who's in charge here? Calm down, sir. Can I see your identification? I must see someone in authority.
0: Oka has made the mistake of standing with his back to a window.
2: Get outside and see if you can see anything, sir.
0: Yes, sir. I'll go outside and risk getting shot, sir. Brilliant idea. Well, that's it. Oka is dead. But, um, well, he's got a sonic screwdriver. And that's going to be relayed to WIN.
2: Professor, Joe, I'd like you to listen to this.
1: When you go to buy your
2: tea, look for the pack on which you see Punjanity. Punjanity. This fine land deserves its fame.
1: Because no other tea tastes just the same. Punjanity.
0: Maybe not.
2: Four hours 4:10. Four, Confirmed complex is complete. Operation Tiger commences in 10 days. Out. What does it mean, Sam? F.E.Z. was the code name of one of our agents working in the Far East. Number twenty-six, he was killed at the border. At that scrap of information. To get-
0: now, this is something I-, I like about this show's uh, our worst fears. Contra- it's its use of spy motifs. It, um, unlike Thunderbirds with Lady Penelope, it does make being a spy seem extremely dangerous.
2: They intend to put a nuclear device into orbit around the Earth in 10 days' time and hold the world a ransom.
0: I mean, not just for things like that, but in terms of the actual like agents that you send in.
2: Operation Tiger.
0: Very few of them in this show ever come out. Very Sometimes some of them come out and they end up in hospital. Uh, even Joe doesn't escape unscathed. And I really like that with this show, is that they are sending people off on basically suicide missions, almost. I mean, FEC has been sent to the Far East, and uh, okay, he got the information back, but uh, he had a very hard time doing it, and uh, and ultimately died. So it was. Uh, well, I think it's very commendable. This this show, again, we're riding on the uh, the sort of Bond mania of the time, the spy craze. But we're uh, we're not going to glamorize this, and and especially um, considering this is a kids' show.
2: Detail a series of modifications to be carried out on the VG-104. The work must have absolute...
0: It's extremely realistic in a way that it probably didn't need to be, but I thoroughly appreciate that it The UIN
3: will have our complete cooperation. Just one thing. If you could tell me a little more about the operation, I could decide on the pilot to be assigned to you. That won't be necessary, General. Mr. Louvain, the BG-104 is the most complex aircraft flying today. It takes an
2: experienced pilot a year to master it. You have to use one of our men. Don't worry, General. W.Y.N. will supply the pilot with all the knowledge and experience required.
0: Even if we have to steal it from someone's brain. Yes, Joe.
2: He shouldn't be much longer.
0: Meanwhile, in our um, stealing people's thoughts department, Joe and Mac are waiting for this chap to leave in his car. That's from his house. And this is another uh, Captain Scarlet regular, Dr. Fawn, who's been given a, a snazzy moustache for his appearance as... amazing what you see on the roads these days. Fearless Foley, ex-World Air Force pilot. And uh, I think this moustache that they've given him now stays with the puppet for the rest of his career. He's wearing this when he's uh, Saunders in the Secret Service.
2: Blast, he didn't give a signal.
1: Well, we were going to force him off the road, Dad.
0: All right, Joe.
2: We'll take a shortcut and catch him up.
0: Ah, that's it. Joe 90 and Professor McLean licensed to just do whatever the hell they want. Hey! This is nice. Again, this is a padding sequence in an episode that has a couple of padding sequences, but it's nice when it's backed by this music. So having taken the wrong turn, Joe and Mac, they're just going to take the jet air car. is, Dad over the fields until they catch up with him. I won't, Joe. It's a straight road with no turn-offs. I'll aim for the tyres, Dad. Good, Joe. It's nice as well, considering that I couldn't play the opening titles because it was easier to cut them.
2: I thought they took the other road.
0: We get to hear the theme anyway. Which is always nice because it makes me so happy.
2: What's that madman trying to do?
0: Trying to overtake you before you crash off the edge of the set. There's like, again another one of those shots from behind of a vehicle accelerating along a road, and uh, there's clearly no road.
1: Man, man,
0: At the edge of the set, at least in HD. You're
1: angry, Dad. Be careful.
2: Only to be expected, Joe. Bring the portable recorder. All right, Dad. So. What are you playing at? It could have been a serious accident.
0: Yeah, this is quite unusual. Joe and, and Mac just uh <laughs>
2: my name's professor they're not
0: being placed in a position where they can naturally acquire this guy's brain pattern so they've gone out into the the world just to, to hunt him down and uh,
2: with the steel nerve and lightning reaction
0: caught him out in the open
2: handle the situation
1: dad this gentleman isn't he couldn't be fearless Foley could he oh it's
2: the papers you know these ridiculous nicknames they give people
0: that's not the point. I do like this character actually. It's a shame he's only in this one scene because uh Of
2: course I will pay
0: He is very believable as this um
1: I think that.
0: As this guy who's a former pilot who's clearly
1: I called your brain pattern. Oh dear. Then I can fly a VG one oh four just like you.
0: Clearly fed up of his own legend.
1: I don't understand.
0: It the foreign was... puppet actually made a nice sort of sideways glance to Joe just there. Unbalanced. Like, oh no, you've recognised me.
2: Thank you for obliging my son. He works for world intelligence. <laughs> you know. <laughs> really?
0: <laughs> and again, that reaction, it's a perfect blend of great voice acting and a great look for a puppet. And again, I, I do like the look of the Doctor Form puppet. That's it. His brain being recorded being added to the list over the many brains that we have recorded without consent but it's all in a good cause ultimately mostly uh, hello Mag. joe
1: is something wrong uncle sam
2: the vg-104 won't be ready till 24 hours before that enemy rocket's due to blast off oh no It's cutting it pretty fine sam that's worse intelligence reports that they've moved in ground-aware missiles the defenses were already formidable it's gonna be one of the most dangerous assignments you have ever undertaken joe
1: I'll try not to let you down, Uncle
0: Sam. Yeah, we'll try to save the world if possible. He's not going to make any promises. Oh, this is nice as well. Again, I, I like this this setup of this base. As I've said before, I like. I think that um, a lot of it as well takes place in at night. That always does does wonders for the effects in these things. Makes the world seem uh, much more believable. Joe is now being brained up. Oh, that was odd. We heard the uh Yeah, we heard the sound of the rat trap opening before it even stopped and then we heard it again when it did open. Hmm.
2: Well, Joe, you now have the brain patterns of the most experienced pilot of the VG104 in the World Air Force. And that of an expert on the Eastern Alliance Defence Systems. Correct, Mac. Lucky you. Right, let's get to that final briefing.
0: Shane Weston seems to have disappeared considering how important this all is. He wasn't even in his office earlier.
3: Operations have been carried out, Mr. Louver. Extra fuel tanks, special adapt... Ah,
0: a map of the world.
3: ...firepower all round. Right down to the tiger on the nose.
2: Thank you, General.
3: Well, as soon as your pilot arrives, we can begin.
2: He's here already. You mean yourself, Mr. Luber? No, I mean Joe. This mission requires specialized knowledge and experience. No one man possesses it. Take it from me, General. Joe does. If I didn't have a written order from the world
3: president himself...
0: (gasps) Ooh, world president mentioned.
3: I'd call the whole mission off. But you have. So let's begin. All right. If you will look at the map, the BG-104 will fly on a direct route to here. Although the aircraft has been fitted with extra fuel tanks, the added payload of bombs and rockets will make it necessary to refuel. The
0: refuel!
1: method will be used, I presume?
3: Uh, yes.
0: Again, a nice double take from that, that puppet there. This is the, uh, oh, International Fix System, yes. Uh, this is the uh, Major Gravener puppet that we saw many times in Captain Scarlet.
3: As WIN have insisted on keeping the exact location of the rocket base a secret. Presumably the rest of the route has been plotted by members of your staff. It's all been taken care of. Very well. We will use communications wave band 1524. Your code name is Tiger.
0: Don't giggle.
1: General, you have made each point quite clear.
3: Well, I don't pretend to even begin to understand all this. But a heavy responsibility rests on your shoulders, young man. The future of the world could well be in your hands.
0: I like the voice that Jeremy Wilkin is doing for that character there. Also how accepting he is of uh, Joe's going out to to save the world. A bit confused by the thing at first, but ultimately, nah, he's on board with it. It's that, I don't know what you call that, um, that voice where there's sort of, we're having trouble pronouncing our R's. It kind of fits uh, a a military airbase commander. It's sort of a throwback to the old days of the the Biggles-ish pilots of Thunderbirds, again with uh, Fearless Foley's moustache there, that was quite reminiscent of that too. That's it. There he goes.
2: Good luck, Joe. Be
0: careful, son. Off to save the world. And those naughty eastern people and their naughty rockets.
1: Tiger to base, levelled off at 50,000. On course,
0: out. Yeah, the use of the Tiger call sign in, in this episode isn't quite as funny as it is in uh, Spectrum Strikes Back.
2: You're right, Sam. Let's get back to the cottage.
0: Yes. Uh, this Sam Louver must regard this as a very cushy number. Now he's got Joe. He he gets to spend so much time sat on his backside at the coffee at the coffee at the cottage drinking coffee and tea having biscuits, it's wonderful for him.
2: Well, he should be making the refueling rendezvous about now. Yeah, he won't switch to the wind wave band until he crosses the enemy coast.
0: Oh. Yeah, here's another sequence of uh, of padding. Again, it, it's nicely realistic that Joe would have to have a mid-air refueling um, halfway there.
1: Tiger to tanker, I have visual contact. Coming in for rendezvous.
3: Understood.
0: Out. But there's no real... there's no real sort of weight or drama to this beyond the lovely music and the uh, the lovely models. Um, I'm afraid uh, refueling scenes for me have been... Uh, well, if you've ever seen uh, a little movie called The Starfighters, which most of you won't have seen, um, yes. My thoughts on refueling, refueling scenes are uh, very low.
2: The waiting.
0: Now they've got go tea. Mac.
2: He'll be overflying the coast any minute.
0: They've broken out their best china for the tea.
2: He's alone against the enemy.
0: Oh well. More tea.
1: Thanks, boys. Be seeing you.
2: Good luck, Tiger.
0: Oh. See, there's no snickering. This was back in the days where you could call someone Tiger, and there was no snickering. Uh, again, I think that's the last time we hear Tiger. It's not. It really isn't as, as bad as it uh, ends up sounding in Spectrum Strikes Bag. Some lovely under control uh, work on the Joe puppet there, because they're tilting the, they're moving the the plane cockpit set. And obviously Joe's being worked from below. The puppeteer is having to accommodate that movement.
1: I've got the picture, Sam.
0: He's got one hand on the the controls and another on his radio. And more lovely reused Stingray music as the Eastern Alliance once again open up their secret rocket base. Lovely stuff. I think this is my, uh, if not my absolute favourite piece of Stingray music, It's, it's definitely up there. I love the soundtrack for The Big Gun, which is the episode this comes from. Again, just shows how versatile the music for Stingray was in particular because it's used so often in all the later shows.
1: 38 miles from Target.
0: That's so it, Joe is, is on his way. Okay, just crossing over this bleak, inhospitable, far eastern terrain, I really like how isolated and remote and dangerous this feels. Little perimeter stations, little radar towers and such. As he gets closer. But, uh, I wonder how things are going in Marineville. Yeah, there's no disguising that music, is there?
1: Eight miles, seven.
0: But it's lovely to hear it again. It's it's nice that they feel enough time has gone by that we could maybe reuse this as something that isn't Marineville related, but it's the Marineville battle stations, isn't it? The commander of this base is the uh, the Captain Brown puppet, who seems to have been sort of um, mutilated somewhat into uh, to having a, a sort of Asian appearance. But I I believe there would have been several Captain Brown puppets, so it probably wasn't the original. I think we probably see the original again after this episode, anyway. But now Joe is under fire.
1: You were right, Sam. I think I've woken them up.
0: Ooh. I do love as well the uh, the shots of the the Joe's jet in the sky as the explosions are going off around it. They I can't quite tell what what, what it is about these explosions, but they almost look I don't know. They almost look like they're not on the image as such but they definitely are they just look slightly superimposed at times i think it's just maybe they're happening so close to the camera that uh, the perspective is a bit off
1: Sam, they're bound to hit me sooner or later
2: listen joe you've got to get that rocket it's fueled ready for blast off
1: one direct hit
0: should do it yeah
1: okay sam i'm going in again
0: sounds like a really easy mission but, uh, the ground forces are not making it easy for him and I believe this episode was uh was one that was uh, translated into well not translated but adapted into one of those sort of uh it eight millimeter film reels which I suppose is
3: Daddy-dong! Daddy-dong!
0: I love that Captain Brown puppet spouting a complete nonsense um yeah I suppose it's a very basic Joe story in the same way that the same section of business holiday is. Joe goes to blow up a, an enemy base. That's basically all the story is. And he has succeeded. He's hit the missile. And now the base is very slowly going up in flames. There is a deleted shot here, I think, that uh, appears... I oh, maybe maybe it wasn't uh, adapted to 8mm. Maybe it was uh, on uh, Viewmaster. But there is a shot that doesn't appear in the episode of the base commander with his hands over his head as debris is falling on top of him, which uh, sounds suitably violent for this show, I wouldn't have minded seeing that, but regardless, Joe has saved the day, blown up the enemy base, saved the world, in fact, and it's all in a day's work.
1: Mission accomplished, the base is totally destroyed.
0: Yeah, thinking about it, I think it probably was just a Viewmaster set and not an 8mm thing. Fine, Mac. I'll be home for breakfast. Breakfast? It's 2am here, I'm going to bed. Out. Breakfast? Oh, no, no, no. You've got school in the morning, young man. Well, as Joe flies off into the sunset, that was Attack of the Tiger, and uh, I really like that one, as obviously I really like most Joe 90 episodes. That is somewhat uh, a very basic idea. You know Joe goes off to blow up another enemy base and to be fair we've we've seen that several times before but I think what makes this work is um some of the side moments particularly the side characters uh you know fearless Foley that's a nice little detour that adds a little to the story not much but it's a nice moment I do especially really like though the uh, the eastern alliance base that that the way they make that immediate area feel, so inhospitable and so dangerous they say this is the far east and it really feels about as far out as um as joe would ever be sent on a mission it feels really hostile and inhospitable and dangerous and it doesn't make the spy thing look glamorous it makes it look down and dirty and and real it's almost sort of bordering on something like the sandbaggers in that sense what we see um fez going through so yeah i really like that that establishing landscape of of that base and uh you know some nice action from Joe, some nice explosions. He saves the day, he saves the world, because of course he does. He's Joe 90 and he's absolutely brilliant. <laughs>